Ed Cozzy across all three codes. And our man who is always across all three codes is Mickey McGuan. And he joins us this morning. Hello, Mickey. G'day, Matty. G'day, Cozzy. How are you, Mickey? Yeah, really well, thank you. Beautiful weather. Looking forward to Ballarat Cup Day tomorrow. Difficult weather might be on the way, but it's beautiful weather right now, so we need to enjoy it while it's here, Mick. Hey, Ballarat Cup tomorrow, it keeps getting bigger and better each and every year. It's worth half a million dollars now. I don't think it was worth half a million dollars in 1996, but it probably uh, it's probably quite a fond memory for yourself because it was aptly named. Yeah, it brings back good memories, that, Matt. Uh, the horse called McGuan, trained by Robert Smurden, owned by a couple of Collingwood and Carlton supporters. And uh, Stevie King gave McGuan a peach of a ride that day, $10 on offer, or 10 to 1 on offer that, uh, back then. Uh, on the inner track, basically, it was over 2,200 metres, which is a bit different to the 2,000 metres it used to be and which is back to now. Uh, but it was just a magnificent um Achievement, the way the horse ran in that preparation, went to Seymour. I think by memory ran a second in a Seymour Cup, very unlucky in a Cranbourne Cup uh, when we ran fourth, but was really disappointing to start before again, uh, before he won the Melbourne Cup, uh, Ballet Cup. Uh, but obviously it responded well and uh, was a magnificent uh, winner that day. And well. the thing about it, boys, is the irony, and it always comes back to me when I lost my great mate in Darren Mullane. He only had 42 starts at all. Goodness. 42 was Darren's number. And things like that, it's amazing what happens in life. Mm. Well, let's hear it again. Here it is. On the outer then comes McGuan from Dark Tower and down the outside, change of fortune. The red man idea grabbed by McGuan. On the inside, Napier Street, McGuan took the lead. Napier Street, the inside, fighting back and Boheed McGuan in front. McGuan's going to get in in the cup, McGuan. McGuan one and a half length of Boheed. Tight third, sovereign Lear and flying... Hey, Mickey, I've got to ask, because years ago, um, it would have been probably late 70s, early 80s, whatever, uh, I interviewed David Cloak one day, and um, he said, you got a horse going around? I said, yeah, Saturday at Caulfield, told him what it was. He said, yeah, I think he can nearly win. Anyway, got the money, it was 14 to 1, a horse called Good Old Days, Jimmy Kennedy trained him. And in those days, the boys, they used to have the form guy down the sock, some of them, out on the ground, the word went around because the race results went up, and half, it was the, the all, all cloaky and all the boys were just cheering because this also got the money at fourteen. One, they were all on. Yeah, I think that happened a lot in the seventies and eighties. You get the Carlton crew with Jimmy Buckley and that that bunch of uh, guys that had some great success at Carlton. They used to love a bet before the races, uh, before the game of footy started. In the old days, when you're at the MCG or out of Waitley or even at Victoria Park or Princess Park, they put the numbers up race one. One, two, three, and even I think the fourth place get a multi got put up on the screen by memory. Um, but it was just amazing how people sometimes gravitated to the uh, the scoreboard, not to see the actual score of the game, to see the result of horse racing. <laughs> Did you punt on them while you were playing, Mick? I had the occasional flutter. Occasional flutter. Only on days that ended in wire, I reckon. Lucky mobile yeah. phones weren't around back in the day, Mick. <laughs> no, I think there'd be a fair bit of trouble nowadays considering what they have to go through. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, uh, have you had a look at the Cup tomorrow? Do you like one? Oh, I come back to probably the two obvious, and that's the tissue who was terrific. Uh, winning last start, strong over 2,000 metres, winning the matriarch. But obviously, uh, Banker's Choice would be very hard to beat. Good alley. And providing the inside's okay, it'll be very hard to beat. But if the weather, weather does turn the way I know it can at Ballarat, and if it does rain, it certainly pours, uh, that brings Polly Gray mm, clearly yeah. to the race, who I think is a mudlark, and Benny Mallon 
we witnessed how good a rider he was yesterday at uh, Mornington, how good he is. Uh, he'll give this horse a piece of a ride. So I think they're the three obvious in the race. Yeah, the good field, isn't it, Mick? Yeah. It is a good field. It's pretty deep. And, you know, a couple of horses down the bottom there that might run well. Lord Gladys, uh, Gladys Bostock, it'll be uh, around the 10 or $11 mark. Pocarendi went on last start. Mm. Um, Flash Feeling went well, but I don't think they're in the class of the ones we mentioned earlier. Yeah, it's a, it is a bit of a nightmare doing the form for a meeting when you don't know if the rain is going to hit or when it's going to hit. But if, to the credit of the, the Bureau and those predicting the weather over the last few weeks, I would say they've been more right than wrong when it comes to actually predicting the rain. It has rained. They've expected rain and we've got it. So uh, I would be leaning on the side of we'll be getting it tomorrow at Ballarat. It's just probably a matter of when. Hey, Mick, you might not have been in the ownership of Maguan in 1996, but you were in the ownership of Fair Sentence when it won the Melbourne Cup in 1989 in the Greyhounds. Let's have a listen. Fair Sentence on the inside began well with Gay Rajar on the airbrander. Fair Sentence the inside on the airbrander out of the straight. Fair Sentence the favourite is racing through to grab the lead, turning to the back now. And Fair Sentence led over the airbrander. Three to Gay Rajar. Then came Never Short. They were followed by Carolan Girl. Spanish gun Karima La Danza coming off the back and Fair Sentence the leader a length and a half two in front. The airbrander four to Gay Rajar. Followed by Never Short around the corner. Fair Sentence is well clear. And Fair Sentence is going to win the Melbourne Cup. By about two or three lengths to the Ebrander, Gay Raja was third. A break, Kareem. Uh, Mickey, how does the thrill of winning a Melbourne Cup of the Greyhounds compare with uh, a football win, a victory? <laughs> uh, that was a pretty special night, Sean. We had a lot of Collingwood teammates out there that night during the dog on, but also a lot of Collingwood supporters there in their numbers to support the Greyhound on. And that was probably my first ownership of a Greyhound. My granddad, my mum's father, uh, he trained Greyhounds out of the old Broadway Park back in Ballarat. So I've always been around Greyhounds ever, ever since I was a kid, walking them with my grandfather and putting them on the walking machine, etc. Uh, but to actually own one in its own right in a big race like the Melbourne Cup, the prestigious event that it is, was pretty, it was pretty special. Uh, but we just sort of do something like win a premiership after a 32-year period where Collingwood couldn't win one, that was probably the best thing that I've had in the sporting <laughs> life. Um, as much as fair sentence and the victory there to share it with Paul Hall, great mate of mine, who come down from Sydney and played at the Pies and then three other mates uh, from Ballarat that I grew up with. Um, we bought that dog, paid $3,000 for it, 600 each per share. Uh, trained by Caesar Costa out there at Devon Meadows initially. Um, he was honest with us. He said, I can't get what I need to get out of this greyhound as much as I think it's got great ability. He decided to say to us, if you've got another alternative, give it to someone you know. And being a young fellow who used to catch greyhounds at Ballarat for 20 cents or 30 cents way back then, you sort of gain connections with different people in the greyhound industry, and I had a good relationship with Graham Bate, and Graham Bate was given the greyhound, and as we know, Bates, he was a fantastic trainer of greyhounds, and he trained this greyhound to success to win that Melbourne Cup, and it was just a special night. We bought him in the Calcutta. Uh, we bought him pre-post before the event uh, race had started, but when he drew the coveted red box, and the year-branded drew box three, who was always going to give us some room to move, uh, we bought on the night dog, if he jumped cleanly, it'd be very, very, very hard to beat, and that proved the case because he jumped and got underneath the airbrander and won uh, running away. It was a fantastic victory. It's a great story. It's what racing dreams are all about. Hey, Mick, do you remember what the prize money was in 1989? Um, I think it was of... It might have been of 80000 mm-hmm. So I'm not sure what we got out of it. We were probably more interested in the Calcutta money because that was more than the prize money, I think. I was going to ask that. The Calcutta could have been huge because they were pretty yeah. big back then. They were. Yeah, I think we gathered to 
after winning the Calcutta, I think it was 21,000, we won out of the Calcutta, which in my share with, with winning the Greyhound was less than uh, the prize money we got from the Greyhound being one-fifth, uh, sharing with four other mates. Mm. Unbelievable. Yeah. And that was and your first... of course, because uh, a lot of the Greyhound trainers go half stake. Mm. And that was your first dog you're in? Yeah, that was the first bonus dog and the only one. As much as people sort of said, let's get some dogs together, I said, no. I said, how can I go back on this one? That was a pretty good memory. Because first thing, this is a, a really good dog. Um, I remember going down to see him trial. Graham Bay rang me and said, you better come down on Tuesday. We're going to do a jump out uh, a trial. Hey, Guinea, the great Hey, Guinea. He trialled the same day. And he went 26-12. And our bloke went around... Uh, sorry, 26-18. And our bloke went the next trial, solo trial. Our bloke beat Hey, Guinea's time. And then the Friday night, he was in a grade five at Geelong. He drew box four. We were playing Essendon the next day at Waverley. And he said, you better come down this way and jump straight to the front and win. So we organised a couple of blokes to go to Harold Park and a couple of blokes down to Geelong, a couple of blokes at the trots back then, wherever they were, at a country meeting, to see if we can get as much money as we could on. And the dog duly saluted, five to two, win the two to five, one by eight links, ran 25.92, uh, something that uh, you treasure because the next day, um, as much as we... Well, I beat Essendon out of Waverley. Me and Paul Hawke, he didn't get a kick, and certainly Lee Matthews let us know. Talking about beginner's luck, Beck, I was working at the Melbourne Cup Carnival 2016 for, in the corporate chair, and the bloke was running it. Prior to the Cup, he said, I've actually bought a little share in one that's in the Cup. And I said, oh, you've been the horses before? He said, no. Is he going to go and watch it? Oh, I might. I said, mate, you're a runner in the Cup. Go over. <laughs> anyway, he's gone over. The horse was Heartbreak City. They got beaten the nose. Yes. When he came back, he couldn't talk for three days. He screamed that much, this bloke. He was hoarse. He had yes. no, no voice. And I should even tell him, going to go one way from here. When you, you're beating the nose in the Melbourne Cup, your first starter, there's only one way down. No, that's the thing. You get caught up in the emotion and then you think it's just going to be the easy gravy train that racing can provide sometimes. Some people are really lucky and some people have that luck. But there's a huge amount of investment, as we know, uh, to get to that level. Uh, but we would just love the probably the thrill of greyhound racing, uh, the fast pace that it is, 20-minute intervals between races, uh, to get out to Sandown or at the old days in Olympic Park where uh, Fair Sentence went to and won an anniversary sprint as well. Um, it, just, it just brings back great memories because it brings people together, families get involved, but more importantly from a Collingwood perspective, because Hawking and I were both playing OK footy at that stage and Collingwood were in that window of opportunity to win a premiership which we did the night in 1999, only 12 months later after Fair Sentence won the Melbourne Cup. A lot of Collingwood supporters got on the got on the ride that the Greyhound had and gave us great joy. Mick, uh, huge night tomorrow night at Sandown Park with these heats of the Melbourne Cup. Eight absolute crackers. Some of the matchups are, are just fascinating. Um, have you? Do, do you think you found us any value in, in any of these eight heats? You've been in terrific form of recent times. Um, yeah, it's a difficult program. Um, obviously, you've got eight. Melbourne Cup heats and four heats at the Bolt Trees. What a stayer mm. it was over the 7.15. If I concentrate on the heats, I think Zippy Tesla can race well in race five. I think she'll be thereabouts. I reckon race seven's the race of the night when it comes to quality and depth with Zipping Maserati, El Dorado, Kelsey Bale, Shipwreck and Photo Man. Kelsey Bale, we spoke about its talent last week, and Shipwreck was unfortunately run down by a super performance from Amron Boy. I think they're the two that'll be very hard to beat in race seven, so I could probably back both there and find a profit. 
Kelsey Bale and Shipwreck. In race eight, what a match race this is. I think Plaintiff hopefully can do the right thing and ping the leads and Cartier's a pool over and I think they can run one too, providing they cross Kasaya in box one. And I think all eyes will be on the jump there. So I've narrowed that race down, but there's no value involved there. Big race and the one of interest for me is race nine. There's been a flood of money for Potty, uh, Paddy Wants Pat since the 250. It's a good, reliable beginner. Got great manners. Real keen chaser for Kelly Bravo. It's up against Wowsy's Fast. We thought we'd win the big race last week, and it did. Uh, she'll get room to move, I think, out wide, and I'm just hoping the class of her can prevail. So I'm, I'm tempted to be on Wowsy's Fast against Paddy Wants Pat. And the run of the week last week was Amron Boy. If it needs luck from a, from a box rise perspective and try to lob and get out get second or third chasing Typhoon Sammy Dawn Box 8, I think Amron Boyd can be the value play when it comes to futures market because there was $18 on offer yesterday. I noticed it's been into $10 from a future perspective because if it wins Saturday night and gets into the final, it'll be clearly well and truly under those odds. Yeah, especially if one of those other two great bitches, She's a Pearl and Wow She's Fast, gets rolled, well, then you can see the odds just tumble ahead of the final. So you might be onto something, Mick. We might be able to back something in the futures market with a bit of confidence. Well, Kelsey uh, if... Bale's $26, Matt, on the tab. Yep. You can shop around. McInerney gets $31. Shipwreck's $34. Um, so there's some value outside the obvious. Mm. And if they happen to get through the heats and get mm. in the final, you know, no one's really going to be under those odds, irrespective of box rule. And the other thing is, Amron Boy's got a quick beginner inside him, which might uh, help to cart him across. Absolutely. And this is where the race could present itself, mm. because one thing we do know, Tyler and Sammy out there will probably ping the lids and fly across, and if there's carnage, it's probably the one they have yeah. to run down, but there's still that question mark over a strong 500 with it. But if Amron Boyd logs behind it, you know it'll run it down. All right. Cosy, this is Big V Racing. You're with Matt Nevin and Sean Cosgrove. Mick McGuan is on the line. Hey, Mickey, what's your best in the trots this weekend before we let you go? Oh, Nelson, what a night it's going to be Saturday night, Matt. Uh, we saw the finals of the British Crown, and you can look anywhere and look for great racing, considering we've got a combination of the trotting uh, finals and also the pacing finals. But if you look look at it in isolation, there's probably not a lot of value, because I think the obvious will be very hard to beat. I think race two and the two-year-old trotting fillies, rocking with attitudes, got the barrier draw to give it best chance to win. So I think it'll be going in a multi. There's no doubt race four, number two, Majors Alive will prove too strong, but it's dollar twenty-five. But if you want to build your multi up, put it in because it'll win. But if you want to put a horse to run a place, the one sitting behind it can probably rail through ludicrous and put a place bet on it. Uh, race six, I might be entertaining. Just watch and learn. The Lost Storm and uh, Skilled Captain. What a race that'll be. If they overdo it up front, there's other obvious chances that can run over the top as well. Uh, Incipher looks the winner of race eight for the three-year-old pacing fillies, but Soho Hysteria number 11 could be a place bet in a multi. Ladies in Red will win race five at a dollar 45 against Tough Tilly. That'll be a clashing too, but I think Ladies in Red will be too strong. And I suppose the one I do like for the night is uh, race one. I think Rebel Stoke might be able to get the lead off the stable, mate, and it could prove hard to beat, which could put Elder Baron Keeper number eight, three back defence. Chris Alford, but we're aware what's happening in front. He might get off, but I think that can be a racing too. If you want to back two, you must save on eight because Chris Alford could weave his magic and understand what the uh, stable mates are doing. Can't wait for it. What a night it is. Uh, what a day it is across all three codes this weekend. Uh, Mick, enjoy the weekend's action. We'll catch up with you next week. Look after yourself, boys.